On today's Friday Fire, we are talking about when restriction is necessary. So if you're somebody right now who just feels like you're not in a good place and certain foods or alcohol or whatever it is, um, maybe have you know become a part of your life more than it should be, or maybe even you know at a level of being an addiction, then we need to go through a period of time where we restrict these things and take back that control. So we hope that you guys enjoy the episode. Let's dive in. You hear all the bull about diet and exercise. Carbs are evil. Do more cardio. Never eat bread or cookies again. Just do a juice cleanse. We get it. We fell for all of the BS too. It's time to go right to the source with the truth about how to live a healthy, sustainable lifestyle. I am Liz. And I'm Becca. We are your nutrition educators and this is The Food Code. Hello, 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 everyone. We are back. It is Friday. July 1st. And that means Friday fire. Coming in hot. Mm. I'm I excited am, for this one. I am too. Yeah. Also, I am not hot right now. I am very cold. You guys, it's like 96 degrees outside, but again, we're in my basement and, and <laughs> cold down here. When we came down here earlier and like initially started podcasting, I, I like couldn't breathe normally because I was shaking and I was like... <laughs> I felt like my insides were like panicking. It's because you're so lean. I know. I'm getting, I I need to continue to eat more and more right now. You need I'm, to be like 2,800 calories. I know. It's so much food. Just eat more It fat. is so much food. I am. I'm trying. I am. Becca's always on me for eating more food. And now I'm I know. like well, turning Your more food is like get to 2,000 calories. I, my I, more food is like 3,000 calories. I know. <laughs> I'm doing really good with it. I'm very consistent with hitting about 2,000, 2,100. So... Things yeah. are, are going well. Just takes a lot of, you're right, takes a lot of planning and intention. And, mm-hmm. and so this podcast came about because I have been kind of reflecting, you know, on the basics, right? But also, where was I before I started my journey? What were the things that I was struggling with? And one of those things was emotional eating, stress eating. And, you know, when we're talking with a lot of our clients, a lot of these maybe memories, I would say, um, or struggles from 10, 15 years ago kind of pop up. And, you know, I was thinking about the difference between then and now and all of the mindset work and all of the things that I have done over the course of the years to get to a place where these things no longer control me, right? That I don't react to negative emotions with food or alcohol. And so, The topic today is don't give your power away because when you let other people impact your emotions and you respond, you're only hurting yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This was something that when uh, Dr. Gabrielle Lyon talked at Women in Business, she basically talked about how stress is only what you make it to be. So yes, you guys, we all have stress in our life. We all have things that go on. We all have relationships that can be kind of trying. We all have work that can be kind of overwhelming. We all have families that can be, you know, a lot sometimes. But stress is more how you react and respond to it. People that struggle with physical manifestations of stress are people that don't respond to stress well. People that seem to do it all, that seem to you know, be able to handle it all, juggle it all, can still thrive in their life, are people that have figured out how to react to stress properly. That is the difference. 
Stress is necessary. Show me one person in history that has accomplished amazing things that hasn't had any stress in their life. Show me one. They all deal with it. It's just how they deal with it, how they go through their day-to-day, how they react and respond to things. And that is something that I will say, becoming healthy and fit and purposefully putting myself through hard, uncomfortable things has allowed me to manage stress so much better. Like I am, I like to believe I have, I am in the process and continuing to become more and more bulletproof and invincible in my life because of how I, how I've worked on self-development, how I've worked on my mind because it's taken work. It's not something that I just wake up one day and I'm like, oh, stress doesn't bother me anymore. It's like, no, I have purposefully focused on my mindset. I have worked on it. I have changed narratives in my mind. It takes repetitiveness and constant, constant hammering every day, just like any other habit would. And you still get frustrated. Of course. You still have days that aren't great days and you feel overwhelmed with stress. (laughs) Yesterday was one of them. Yesterday was one of them. I felt like I, I didn't. I had. A, I had in my mind what I wanted to accomplish yesterday, and didn't get like nearly as much of it done as I thought I would. And I, by the end of the day, I was like, "Fuck!" And then I, you know, what what I told myself, there's nothing I can do about today. There's nothing I can go back and change. There's nothing that I can go and shift. All I can do is move forward with what I want to accomplish and do the best that I can. Yeah, we were productive, just not as productive as I think we thought we would be. I think that I probably didn't need to come over yesterday mm-hmm. based off of what, and, and we didn't know until we like got through the day that I didn't need to be here. And so it's just a lot of driving for me. And so like I lose a couple hours in my day of work when I drive here. Um, and so at the end of the day, I was like, there's nothing I can do about it. I can't be mad about it because that doesn't help. And there's literally nothing I can go back and change. And so now I just need to work a little bit harder and get back to where I want to be. Yeah. We probably just could have done zoom or something to, you know, go over some things, but you know, at the end of the day, it's all still learning. Yeah. Right. And you know, you can always look at things in a negative light. You could find the negative in anything, right. But you can also reframe and shift things into thinking exactly what Becca said. Like there's nothing I can do about it. Let's just move forward. And so when somebody makes you mad, Say your toddler pisses you off or they're just having a bad day themselves, right? Um, You know, one thing I've learned as a parent, and listen, I'm not an expert, so don't take advice from me. But what I've learned is when I remain calm, the situation resolves itself much quicker because the kids feed off of, you know, our energy. And so if I can remain calm and kind of talk Marcus through some things or just say, hey, you know, we're just going to work through it. You just got the shit all over the car and I'll have to clean it up and spend 30 minutes of my time doing so. But whatever, it's no point in yelling at him, right, for spilling his juice or, you know, the ice cream or whatever it is that's, you know, in the backseat. Like, hey, it's something that is also materialistic. He's a kid. Things are going to happen. If you can approach these things and expect those things to happen, you handle it a lot better. Your spouse or your coworker or let's say your boss or somebody really makes you mad or they're doing things that are just really getting under your skin and frustrating you, what do you do? Do you currently turn to food or substances, right, for comfort? Let's say after a long day, you just want to open up that box of chocolate or you want to open up the bottle of wine or you just want to hit the drive through or order in because that's easier. What happens? You have some temporary relief, sure, right, from the emotions because you're in that moment suppressing the emotions and kind of shifting yourself into enjoying whatever that indulgence is. 
But then what happens? Now you start to feel guilty. You start to regret, right? I shouldn't have done that. Man, why did I do that? And you beat yourself up. You know these things don't align with your goals, but yet you feel like you're caught in this cycle. And so the very powerful question that I'll ask you guys today is, do you want to give your power away? Do you want to let other people control your actions? Or do you want to stay in control? I personally want to stay in control. You know, I don't want to step backwards towards my goals because somebody else made me mad. That's not hurting them when you eat that pizza. It's only hurting yourself, especially if you don't handle it well, right? Mm -hmm. Like Becca and I have talked about this digestively. And the other piece that I would kind of layer into this is look at your life and realize like everything that you do is a choice. So what are the things that you're doing that don't serve you, that you don't want to be doing? And learn to say no. It's a really great book. I've said this you know, multiple times on the podcast before, but if you're just listening, talk about the life-changing magic of not giving a fuck. It's by Sarah Knight. She's got some other ones, Clean Your Shit Up, all these things, small books, really easy to read, but there's some powerful nuggets in there. And when you look at your time, you only have so much time to invest. And so are you investing your time in ways that serve you or are you giving your power away because you keep saying yes to these things that don't you don't want to even be doing you don't want to go to that baby shower you don't want to go to this birthday party for joe's kid from work that you've never met before but you feel obligated to because it's your coworker. like i'm not saying that you should be antisocial. what i am saying is if you're not happy with where you're at you're giving your power away continuously that's a choice Yeah. And I think a lot of this is evaluating who you spend a lot of your time with and who's who you are seeing the most, because everyone knows this. We've talked about this. You are the product of the five people that you spend the most time with. Like, and so if those people are not doing what you want to be doing, you need to find different influences because we will naturally basically subconsciously just be influenced by what those people do. If those people are taking it easy on the weekends and sitting on the couch or going out and drinking and eating and all doing all the things like you're probably going to be influenced to want to do those things. It's going to be a lot harder to say no to doing those things. And so I have had to find other influences. I have had to put myself around different influences than the ones that maybe naturally were around me initially because they didn't serve my vision for myself. And also don't allow yourself to just become comfortable with that situation. Like if you aren't happy, you got to probably make some drastic changes to find a different source of happiness for yourself. I know living that life of summertime means drinking on the patio and, you know, sleeping in and maybe not working out as regularly because there's all these activities at the end of the day outside, whatever it is. And then you're just unhappy because you're not happy with how you look. You're not happy with how you feel. You got to evaluate like, is that really happiness to do those things? Yeah, it's fun in the moment. Sure. A lot of things are fun in the moment. I'm sure doing drugs is probably fun in the moment, but like it's not serving your body in a good way. So you have to evaluate the people around you and how they're influencing you because we are very much influenceable social creatures. We need we need people. We need them. But unfortunately, some people aren't great influences. And you have to be the one that maybe changes that situation. They aren't going to do it. They're not trying to self work on self-development. They think they're perfectly happy. 
going out and drinking every weekend and ordering food all the time and not bettering themselves as a person, you have to be the one to decide, I want better for myself. I'm going to go and get better for myself. I'm not going to let these people control the rest of my life because then you are living as a victim. You are living as a victim in your own life. That is no way to live. Andy Frisella said something this morning that was so powerful. He talked about like the solution to today's world that is a shit show right now is personal excellence. If we can all strive for being better people, for bettering ourselves physically, mentally, spiritually, this world would be such a better place. But instead, we all ride the victim train. No, it's other people's fault. I, I have it so hard. I, it, the, getting healthier sounds hard. I don't know if I want to do it. Maybe I'll just blame it on my external factors. It's too expensive to go to a gym. Cooking is too hard. Whatever you want to make up, guys. Do not be the victim in your own life. And that starts with the people around you. You have to take a hard evaluation. And sometimes that's hard. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people that you think are friends aren't really friends. They just find it comfortable for you to go out and drink with them because then they aren't alone doing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would say evaluate your circle. And if you can't enjoy them and hang out with them, you know, when you're sober (sighs) or do things with them, you know, from a family aspect, right. That's a problem. Like I will say we don't have very many friends that have kids, but our couple friends that are, um, you know, very, very close to us, love Marcus. They adore Marcus. We still get together with them. I can't say that for a handful of people that we no longer talk to after, you know, having kids because your focus shifts, right? Your priorities shift. Like I no longer want to do those things or stay up late. Like I can't do it. I'm just on my grandma and that's okay. Um, (laughs) but you know, here's the thing is, is what I would say, you know, when you're taking these evaluations, ask yourself, what are the triggers? What situations, you know, specific people? Is it places that you go that are triggering? Is it time of the day? Is it day of the week? Where do these you know triggers typically come in? And how can you better set yourself up to respond to those triggers, right? How can you be one step ahead? If you know that you're going into work today and Sally is in the office and she's always somebody who frustrates you or annoys you or asks you a million questions, nope time your day a little bit differently, you know, find a conference room to go work in, tell Sally, Hey, I'm really sorry. I've got things that I need to get done and try to end the conversation early. Take yourself outside, go for a walk over lunch instead of going downstairs to the cafeteria where it's a bunch of junk food and everybody's eating French fries and cheeseburgers. Like whatever it is that you need to do, you've got to start to change the narrative and, you know, change the path, you know, that you choose. Mm-hmm. I would, choose, this is something that became very apparent to me. I was driving with Nick to go um, to his parents' house on Sunday. And I'm Liz and I are currently doing like a little challenge right now where we're not drinking. Um, I don't drink much anyways. I used to. And Nick jokes all the time and he's joking. Like it, he's like, you used to be more fun. I mean, like, sure, I drank more, but like, and it maybe seemed fun. And I'm totally fine not drinking and Nick's fine with me not drinking. He still enjoys alcohol. And that's obviously totally fine between us we have a great relationship even with like differences there but he mentioned like oh when you're done with this challenge you'll probably down a bottle of wine and be fun becca again and i said 
it's not fun for me. It's fun for everyone else because I get really drunk and do dumb shit that's funny to other people. But then I wake up hungover and never actually enjoyed the drinking to begin with. Like, and he laughed. He's like, you're probably right. Like it, it was drinking was fun for other people. Other people have great stories of quote unquote fun Becca, but it was me unhappy trying to hide it by drinking to be fun Becca because I was miserable. And then other people enjoyed it. I didn't enjoy it. I've never enjoyed drinking because I get sick to my stomach the next day, no matter how much I drink, how little I drink. It is miserable for me, but it was fun for everyone else. So I kept doing it because I wanted to be liked. I wanted to be approved of. I wanted to be fun, right? Everyone wants to be fun. You want to fit in. But at the end of the day, it wasn't serving me. And I'll say having kids played a big role in that because waking up hungover with children is kind of a non-option for me. It's like not really something I ever really want to feel and do. And I basically, when I drink, I drink, I get really tired, I get hungry and I eat a bunch of stuff I don't want to eat. And then I fall asleep places and I wake up hungover. There is no fun about any of that. It's almost like you're eating edibles or smoking It's like pot. I become, the, it's just, I don't know why it impacts my body the way it does, but it's just miserable. And so, but that conversation was like so eye-opening for me because I never would have realized it unless I did all the work that I do on myself to be like, no, it's not fun for me. It's fun for everyone else. And that's why it doesn't serve me. But I realized why I always did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you guys, like, it's going to be hard. This process is definitely going to be hard because you'll have slip ups. You'll have times that you still react in a way that you don't want to because somebody else, you know, made you upset or you experience you know, negative emotion of some sort. Remember that. And I said this in another podcast recently. Remember that your minds are experts at crafting stories on why doing these things are justified, right? Like you will rationalize your way into anything if you allow your mind to keep wondering, right? Because you have these mental loops that are created. And again, some of them are fighting for survival because it's your norm. And without these mental loops or these thoughts, these behaviors, who might you become? For some people, that's very scary. The fear of success for some individuals is very scary. This is why we see a lot of people self-sabotage. They get close to their goal, maybe five pounds away. And it's like knee-jerk reaction. Oh my God. I'm totally changing. What am I going to do when I get there? I'm not going to have to worry about this stuff anymore. I'm not going to have you know food control me. I'm going to be in control. And for some people, that's really scary. So this is why being accountable outside of just yourself works. The power of accountability. Because when you can track, you know, what we do for some of our clients is have them track their consistency, either on a consistency calendar or in an app where they're tracking their habits. Like when you can track that and you don't get to check things off, it doesn't make you feel very good. But when you start to check things off, you feel really, really good. And you're like, I don't want to miss a day. Because when you miss a day, that makes you face the truth, right? That you're falling short, that you're not as consistent as you thought you were. And we have a lot of clients that start with us that aren't even aware of some of the things that they're doing week to week, day to day, until we start tracking some things and we're seeing like, oh, hey, we are consuming chocolate every single night. Do you even enjoy that? Or is it just a habit? right? And subconsciously, you're just going through these routines that you've created, but yet they don't serve this long-term vision that you have for yourself. And so, you know, one of the benefits there of tracking certain things, and I'm not even talking about calories and macros, but like habits, routines, right? Kind of makes you step up naturally because it helps you correct yourself 
before life corrects you. And honestly, I had to learn this the hard way. By the time life intervened for me to, you know, give it the attention that I needed to from the symptoms I was experiencing, bloating, gas, constipation, lack of energy, brain fog, right? All of those things were my wake-up calls, and it was painful. And I think a lot of people just go through life thinking, I'll start again on Monday. I'll start after July 4th. I'll start next month, right? When my vacations are over. You make all these excuses and rationalizations to start later because you're giving your power away to external circumstances. And remember, you have control if you choose to take control because everything you do is a choice. How you invest your time every single day is a choice. So if we're not happy with where we're at, Let's start, start to take that power back. Don't let other people control you. Do not give them your power. Thank you for listening to The Food Code. If this episode resonated with you, please share, rate, and review as this helps us reach others around the world. With that, thank you for listening. We'll be back soon. Love you guys.